welcome to the Health Hunk Life podcast. My name is Joshua Campbell, also known as the Health Hunk, as an activist for changing lives. Sorry, take all the ego down, because that's the whole point here. What is real is sharing my journey and transformation from chronic anxiety and depression at the brink of my life to then finding the confidence to butler around women bare bum, present at big events involved in large scale modeling, acting on TV and serving on social media. I'm now traveling the world to try and make a real difference and be a beacon for the sensitive man. So hunks, this is a big one and I've been a bit nervous to actually record this one because it's going to dive deep into things that I've, well, in the past overcome and it's probably those topics that are going to be very kind of heart-wrenching as well when I talk through my past experiences this is going to be something that hopefully you get some extreme value from so without further ado I do hate talking about myself but I know you're going to get some value out of the experience I used to go through so this first episode on the overcoming is going to be depression my greatest mindset shifts that basically saved my life. So for me to explain a little bit about myself, you might know me on Instagram stories, a bit of fun, you know, a bit of a laugh and a giggle. Um, But really deep down, um, I'm here to help other people that just like myself were suffering. And um, it's common, especially amongst men, um, that just suck it up and just need someone to hear and maybe I'm that for you. Um, So please take all you can from the the learnings I'm about to shout out. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my story and just go a little deeper into that as well so how I found from fear and and suicide and then found my free-spirited flow and 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 found a purpose in life a little bit more than than what I was living at the time Um, I know with lots of people with in depression it is a compounding effect depression people just throw under the bus as oh okay a low mood no depression is way more than that depression is a place where people compound all kinds of issues that layer on top of each other and create low moods that aren't natural in the real world. So here is just to say that I was in that state where I was really so self-doubting. I was socially anxious. I couldn't really go out and socialize. I still suffer with that a little bit now, even though you see me on Instagram, etc. Um, looking really charismatic and be able to model and do the stage stuff if you do know me a little bit better. But um, yeah, it's really um, something that I suffer with uh, and, and I still cope with on a day-to-day basis. So please take all these hacks as a living testimonial of myself because I've got through quite a lot of mental battles, um, both in my environments, friendships, um, support networks, and just activities that have really helped me across the way. So stay tuned because there's going to be three of my favorite mindset shifts that can get you out of the dumps and into King of the Rumps, where I basically got to a stage where I could butler in front of women, um, get myself into massive modeling gigs, and um, just just to put myself out there. Um, And that takes a lot of courage. And from a place I used to be during my university days, maybe four or five years ago, I would never have imagined where I am now. So take this all as inspiration and um, any takeaways, please get your pen and notepad out because you might get some good old value here. So I'm gonna get really real on this. Um, So you might wanna think, that I'm someone who has it all together. That's a complete fallacy. That's um, a bit fakery. Um, what lots of people do is see somebody, oh, he's got the looks, you know, he's got the brains, he's got all this sort of thing going for him. But please, everybody has mental health. It's a commonality. Everybody has this and suffers through it in different ways. I mean, don't say you're suffering from mental health, but you have periods of it. And lots of people have their own problems. It's about creating the right problems. So this is about just minimizing all the negative Nazi in your head and negative self-doubt that we can just overcome with other 
brainwashing optimism. Like they say with neuroplasticity, it's all about rewiring your brain. So here I'm going to dive deep into what I was doing uh, and how we all live separate lives. You know, we're differing on a level of conditioning and random circumstances that occur. Though power is in the place that like you are now listening to this podcast by identifying there needs to be change or identifying it and uh, it taking a conscious effort to maintain a healthy performing life. Um, we learn from many other people's mistakes, um, so it would be both impossible and emotionally draining to make all the mistakes in the world. So that's why I share what I'm doing now, just to give you that perspective and that redirection if you need it. And learn how to beat your comfort zone, you know, limiting beliefs and uh, hypothetical di dialogues, which may uh, consume you and it consume me. So these are like lots of overcomings that you can use for yourself. Um, I had a lot of pain bodies. I know one of my favorite books um, was Eckhart Tolle's um, The Power of Now. And he talks about the thing called a pain body. The way he says it is it's an accumulation of painful life experiences that was not fully faced and accepted in the moment as it arose. So it's going to kind of like leave as residue across your life. And if anything kind of triggers those pain bodies, things get worse. And we kind of want to really eliminate those pain bodies really early and soon, or at least be aware of them so we can limit the damage further on in, in, in our lives. So here I'm going to give you quite a few of my pain bodies. The first one being depression um, and how I got out of the fear of, um, you know, being in this rut that I never thought I'd get out of. Um, so this is a pain body of mine and, and something that you can learn about overcoming that old emotion that's just stagnant and built up and always reminding you of who you used to be and you should just shut it up because it's not you. Mental health does not define you. Um, depression does not define you, but it's just a, a place that's just compounded. You've had maybe some triggers or factors in your life, maybe a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend, um, whether it be a new change of scene, a new job, all of that compounding in one place can really hurt you. So I'm gonna go into a little bit of my story. Again, I'm waffling. But this is the first podcast, so hopefully you get some value as we go. So, so the first one, I had a big wake-up call. So I, I grew up as a bit of a football guy. So I used to be in quite a few football teams. I was a high-performing, semi-professional athlete. I used to play um, in, in lots of football teams. Played very popular kid. I was a people-pleaser. Um, pretty popular kid. So uh, people think, oh, he's got it all together. No, that's balls. That really is balls. Because I, um, I was kind of popular, got along with everyone. But that was against my own traits. And we're going to talk about that in a later podcast about how people pleasing is a bad strategy and getting along with everyone is a good strategy. And, um, you know, um, being likable is a very good strategy, but not pleasing people. Um, it, it is, and it's both draining, um, energy deficient, and it also can create an expectation, which I came flooding down with actually. So when I hit my peak of depression, it was about my comfort zones that I created, not fulfilling or filling the um, the ideals that I'd had for the rest of my life, if that puts, makes sense. So I created friends that I thought, okay, they're going to be friends for a lifetime. And then when they did go against my back or you know, not support me in the deepest, darkest roots, then I was really left in the, in the pits, if you know what I mean. So, so again, it's just like people pleasing is a bad, bad thing, but throwing it back I used to be yeah quite academic did all right uh for, for as a bit of a soccer player so I used to play and kick around a ball you know I can I was a bit of a center back so I was a bit of a defender and I used to you know be be well in the mode I remember breaking my finger because I missed a shot uh, in a football game come on 
like, come on. Yeah, I was a bit of a perfectionist, self-deprecationist. You know, I wanted to be very perfect and be solid at my game and sport. And and, and if, if any men or girls or females out there that you, you want to be perfect, it just doesn't exist. And you've got to kind of like scrub up and move on. But again, perfection in a competitive world can help you. Again, we'll talk about that in a future podcast. But I'm just saying, I was part of lots of sports, a bit athletic, you know, and loved sports, got along with lots of people. Um, I was a bit of an actor. I did lots of stage stuff. And um, when I hit my deepest, darkest depression, it came around during university in my first year. So I wrote a little something. So if you want to listen out, um, here it goes. Um, It all started from adolescence when life suddenly took a steep turn. I was once a young, naive young lad throwing himself into university without a care in the world for preparing for what was to come, believing the wall mum wrapped me around would soften the blows. The wall did nothing. Life literally hit me like a wrecking ball. The pressures of life, failing to meet my own expectations and dealing with my alien brain had me spiraling into social disconnectedness and struggling to find my own feet. Before you know it, I was battling the diagnosed mental health issues, anxiety and depression. Again, these things were pretty damn scary to me at the time because I was very naive. So as a naive young lad, I didn't have a clue what mental health was. Um, I, you know, all the conversations that were at school were about women, you know, sports, really low key things, which I try and create conversation around with young men. How are you feeling? You know, are you feeling okay? And diving deeper. So really ask yourself, go inside yourself and think about how you can associate with anxiety, depression, something that might be a little bit deeper and not be ashamed of it. These are just like extremes of a mental health um, label. And again, what we do as humans, we like to label things just to make it easier for what a complex world is. We try to label it up just to make it easier for us to really comprehend and understand. So depression and anxiety are just made up words. You know, the reason why fuck came around was someone just invented a word. So please try not to have that stigma that arises around it because society has created this rubbishness that you're a bloody mental health um, asylum, you know, a person, person in an asylum within a white box walls. And don't think that ever, even if you're suffering with a little bit more extreme like bipolar disorder or, um, you know, psychosis in, in some terms, please don't feel like you're completely opposing to the world. I mean... Sometimes we do need that to protect ourselves. Like if you do see someone really shouting out or, you know, has, has really traumatized their brain, it's like a muscle. They should just be in, in, in conditions that are really healing themselves rather than being in maybe society if they're really, really extreme. So if you're shouting at walls and being aggressive and violent, that's when it gets a little bit rough. Not when you're just being a bit quiet and shy in, in a nightclub or, you know, you don't want to socialize, become an introverted or just have this self-doubt. No, that's not something that needs to be locked away, I'm afraid. So so if you do really need to speak up, I, you've got me, that's kind of what I'm prepared to do. I was a student life mentor for hundreds of students um, and I was really supporting them through mental health issues. And, and I also had, um, I do have clients now on the coaching course. It's a little bit ad break, sorry to rock it in there. But yeah, I just to say, I've got quite a lot of credibility in the mental health world. I've been canceling courses as well. So take what you, you want. So yeah, with that as well, um, people out there are, are mentors or life coaches and they're, they're just fr- you know, they might not be very genuine. So disingenuous information or people that just fake it to really get some engagement, it's rubbish. If you, someone who really cares about like myself, who went through it myself and helped other people through, um, please take my uh, opinion as, as granted as well. So um, again, you make your own mind up. I don't want to like sway you. 
um, I'm not paying you, okay? I'm not paying you for this. Back to the story, I remember feeling very naive at 18 years old, throwing myself into uni. It's a new environment, you know, new people, lots of massive personalities, a 14 room dorm, um, pretty skaggy. I've never, honestly, I'd never cooked, cleaned. I couldn't even look after myself at this point. I didn't have any of the toolkit I do now in terms of like self-affirmation, meditation. I didn't even know what bloody meditation was. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit further on as well. So yeah, just throwing myself as a naive like, young lad um, that was pretty brushed up by his mum. Bit of a mama's boy. Um, so that was, a, that was me. Um, and it's no joke. Um, I remember being um, feeling so brain dead and zombified and barely recalling what I had for breakfast in the morning. So I was really in that state where I couldn't think for myself. Imagine how bloody scary that is. If someone out there is listening, you probably can can refer to this if you've gone through depression or felt it um, it's very much debilitating like it's really hard to even do small tasks in your day so I really emphasize the idea of just having small wins don't expect too much of yourself don't aim for the stars when you can only you know take a step out of your room you know just make sure you're rewarding yourself ticking off your brain um, in, in, in a savvy way be, be really strategic with goal setting when you're depressed or a little bit low mood just just really be sensitive for yourself be patient um, because when you're in those states, it's impossible to f expect perfection or extremes of yourself. So don't expect it. Um, so yeah, follow on and get more, a bit more. Um, in confusion, I, I remember being so fearful to not leave my room. I, it was a prison to the outside world. Um, Socialising with flatmates was my worst nightmare. I created a fantasy, nothing like knights, dragons and princesses, but my very own mental asylum. Built within it, this crazy outcast, a stranger not fit for the outside world, me, myself, and I. I fell into a pit of loneliness at this point. I remember thinking, wow, these thoughts are so sporadic. And, and you'll see now, you, you'll see now why I got really scared of this. So it goes as dark as actually being on the top floor of a university dorm and planning or having sporadic thoughts which come with depression, um, completely irrational and not feeling rational at all. I actually had dreams about committing suicide. Uh, it was that bad. It was kind of like, I would actually want to jump off the top of the building. I know it sounds funny now, um, but realistically it's not. My mind wanted to escape and hit the rock hard deathly floor, you know, and, and my mind, my mind called, called it quits. Um, I just wanted to be out of the suffering I'd had. I've never really felt comfortable with this state and it's something so unfamiliar and alien to me. And a lot, lot, lot of people out there, you just think, why the hell? This is big, strong, scary monster. I do not even know how to cope with. So for the first time in a long time, I just didn't know what to do. Um, I thought I had to suck it up, man up, move on. Um, I actually went into therapy. Um, I seen a local therapist on the university site as well um, to help me through the issue. And um, I didn't know. She was just like, introduced me to meditation, which changed my life. Headspace, the Take 10 course, I'm not affiliating, but Headspace was one of those things that really helped me into meditation from a day-to-day -day basis. So I completely recommend it. And I remember literally sitting in the therapist's office and being so lost in my head. I was buzzed. I didn't even know where to go. I remember that same day, the therapist go, you're diagnosed with anxious depression. And I said, what the hell is that? She went, you're anxious of being depressed. And I didn't know from this state what the hell that meant, let alone knowing what one or the other was. Um, I didn't even know that they, they could have two existing. So I had two of the, the ones that people are quite commonly um, in the world, um, but I was kind of anxious of feeling the way I was depressed. There's a funny way of being diagnosed, but it was really that kind of tough. Um, and it was a tail end of the experience that I have so much empathy for the people that now 
have it, feel it, and go through it, and I completely empathize with you. But just know there's ways out of it. Like anxiety and depression should not define you. Mental health is a commonality, is a human thing. It's just how we respond to what life throws at us. Again, these things were just uh, a culmination of a few stressors in my life. And what I have to say is reduce the stressors in your life. What is really stressing you out? Recognize where it, where it, where it's at. Where's the issues coming from? My favorite therapist um, guidelines I use is called the red car analogy. So if you put out red car in a big line, like a poem, like in a, um, what do you call those bloody poems? Uh, you, you do it in primary school. I used to love those little poems with the, the, the big capital letter and then you follow on. But red car is recognize, examine, diagnose, choose, act and reinforce. So doing all six of these things, you might want to f- tune in on my Instagram for the, the full shebang on that video, but it's about recognizing that you have uh, a certain issue at hand, um, you're feeling a certain way, and you need to kind of take a, a, an action. Um, examining it like a doctor would, so taking a third perspective, don't get too drawn into this feeling um, and energy, it's not you, um, it's just what you're currently feeling. Then you're going to diagnose it. So actually think about um, why this has happened. So why you've got there in the first place. Um, And also putting a name and a label to it. Like we did say, our mind likes to know what we're going through. It's just a way of us coping with it first, externalizing and moving on. That leads us to C, which is choose. So that means choosing correctly. Um, You can go down a, a negative path or a big spiral, a negative spiral and turn to negative coping mechanisms, which we'll talk about a bit later, or you can choose to act positively, which we'll choose, um, we'll, we'll explain a little bit further as well. Um, then A is action. So action leads again with choosing, so that follows on. So just do something, act with something. Um, again, we find motivation, especially in the lowest points of our lives, it comes from inspiration and motivation. But that's a really hard cycle to deal with. So we need to act um, first um, in that that cycle there. So action, inspiration, and motivation is a way of getting yourself in a heightened state of flow. But there's three things we can play with there. And the most easy to manipulate or try and use is action. So all you have to do is take a walk. Um, It sounds bad. Um, Do little wins, you know, start eating better. You're going to cut out the crap that's maybe making you feel better, worse. Um, You want to do some positive affirmations, you know, positive exercises that are not detrimental and making you even worse again this is just an intro podcast so we'll go way into depth on those when we get around to it but just to say um hopefully you've got the idea of me now um i've came out of that horrible year of university uh first year which was a real slog and a battle it was really having the faith that things will be better um thing everything uh, this too shall pass there is always a light on the other side of the, the tunnel and just fe- fe- finding uh, all the optimistic things in my life, being grateful for what was already there, what I'd already had, an amazing supportive family, some good friends. I had um, lots of things going for me. You know, I had still fitness. I had walk- legs to bloody walk with. We take, th- take things for granted until it's gone. So when you're in a bad mental state, you're going to feel rubbish. But then when you're in a great, positive, optimistic state, which I'm hopefully to say I'm in now, I take... You, you take it all for granted until you've actually 
experience the flip side of the coin, okay? So it's a really powerful thing you may be going through depression because it gives you perspective on what real happiness is. So honestly, there's a radicality here. So you have radical depression, you might be in a real bad state, but what that means is when you do find happiness and you get yourself out of the clogs, you find yourself on the other side of what you're going through and I assure you, you'll get through. I assure you, if you're hearing this now, you will get through it. I did myself and if you need help, therapy, please reach out. Some, some Someone who's really qualified to tell you what you're suffering. I, I help people that the, uh, just come out of it or the, those that really need the diagnosis stage. Please don't come to me, but come to go to a professional like I did, like a therapist. But then a mentor like myself will definitely coach you and nurture you throughout the process of getting yourself back on track and, and onto your most high-performing self. So again, please remember the radicality you're facing now might mean it just means that you're going to have an even heightened state of flow or happiness when you get there again it's going to take action it's going to take a conscious effort to get better things don't happen magically i'm afraid so kick yourself up the bum um, and make sure you're you're going along the, the right ways but just to say uh, yeah I, I remember like i've said i um, i became out of a place where i now like had social anxiety i had depression i was like really shelled up and sheltered i was an introverted gamer which we'll talk about again but i then led myself into building my own business the health hunk you know standing up for what's right shooting and acting for itv for god's sake i was on a tv show with um Stephen Mulhern um, for a little skit on TV. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And I didn't fear anything. Um, I put myself out there. Um, I then became Butler in the Buff, which was Butler around bare bummed and naked. I'll talk about the um, fear of being nude around around people. And, and, and that was a massive breakthrough for me in my comfort zone. And social anxiety blew out of the scale with that as well. When you have freaky women that run around you and like, you know, are teasing you, trying to pull down your apron and play games with you, you just have to hold your own. There's, there's an element of having this resilience and having this um, back spine to deal with all the situations at hand. You can't run away from these things and actually putting yourself in the radical zones will allow everything in life to feel much easier. So that aside, um, I want to give you my three mindset shifts about that lowest low I ever had. It was a culmination again of my ego shouting out that I'm not good enough. I have this self-doubt. I have this idea that I'm not good enough and I don't want to be around people because I don't want to infect them with my negative energy. And a lot of people out there who are empathetic, a little like myself, you don't want to infect anybody else when you're feeling low. It's probably one of the biggest, most darkest mistakes you can make. Um, I'm afraid human connection is one of the biggest healers for um, any sort of form of mental illness or, or uh, mental depths. You have to get some kind of support, whatever it be, whether it's therapy, whether it's family. If you don't have family, you have me. You have lots of things out there that's just going to have you connect on a human level, give you perspective and coach you through what you really need, you know, what you need to believe um, because you are worthy and you're worth much more than you are currently. Um, so yeah, here's my three top hunky, let's call it, breakthroughs for your mindset. Okay, it, obviously it starts with your, your physiological state, so get moving, get exercising. There's a lot of that in my course that I'm gonna fire out as well. But exercise, nutrition, meditation, peace of mind, they're the three pillars. But here, I think it goes a bit deeper than that. I'm gonna give you some mindset shifts that are gonna give you that extra resilience and even more motivation, inspiration that you're finding hard already that is gonna kick you out of your dumps. Um, and I've been there, so please know that I'm coming from an empathetic, empathetic standpoint, but I'm telling you these things work. 
So equip yourself with a little discipline here. Do your best to follow through. Um, Self-discipline is only another language of self-love. Remember that. So here is, I'm going to shine light on three of my favorite mindset shifts I took out of depression and how it will help you. First one is take courageous action. Again, like we spoke, it's the first keystone in finding yourself once again. It's a great quote I found out from Ralph Waldo Emerson. It says, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. Again, it's like your mum, you wouldn't be born if your mum hadn't had the courage to have you. You know, everything takes courage from birth all the way to death. So what are you afraid of? Attack it. And we just create these dialogues of just situations that, again, give us labels. We try and fantasize about things. If you've already got a naturally like a baseline of anxiety, you've probably got one of those creative mindsets that just run wild. And if it's undisciplined, it will run wild. So first things first, I know another thing that I love is Mel Robbins' technique of the five-second rule. Make sure after that five seconds, you're going to hit whatever you're scared of, whether it be a presentation, walking out the door in the morning, even brushing your teeth, saying hi to a stranger behind the counter. Count yourself in the head, five, four, three, two, one, boom, take that action. Just lead with your body. Your mind will follow and there's a funny physiological chemical cocktail that goes off in your brain that will allow you to carry through what you're about to initially intend to do. We've got a scary, yeah, our our bodies are really, and bodies and minds are more powerful than you ever think. So allow your body to take your mind, even if it's in a a horrible, you know, down in the dump state and unconfident, self-doubting state, your body will lead, okay? So that's the first thing you can manipulate and change, action. Again, there's some voodoo I hate, I hate hearing this. Lots of gurus out there would say, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. This is a man, Lao Tzu. Um, I respect him massively. He's got some great principles. But one of these quotes, it's just what a lot of gurus say out there. It seems like a bloody hard scale. I keep saying bloody. I like that word. But it's a hard little journey to convert yourself into creating a character. What we need to do first is quieten the limbic brain. You are not your thoughts, but your actions that are made reality. That's my swing on it. Guru's stuff is not Uh, gospel so don't believe it it can be a little bit bs so the beginning uh part of the cycle the thoughts and the hardest things to unwind so what if the thoughts are so dark disruptive and really hard to unwind during the times of depression it's gonna be tough you're screwed interrupt the cycle and jump a step early like i say you are not your thoughts but your actions that are made reality do good take action uh, over disrupt the bad in another sort of formal way of trying to trigger your thoughts and rewind thoughts. It's a really hard way to do that. So the strategy I say is do good with action. Your mind, character, and destiny will later follow. So action is everything. And again, that cycle of action, motivation, inspiration, do the small stuff and don't sweat it. I mean, incremental improvement, make sure you're rewarding yourself after each quick win. So quick wins I do with my clients, I always um, give them a journal to see what they've done in that day. And even something as easy as saying, I love you, dad, or I love you, mum, in a text, or even taking the dog for a walk, reward yourself. 
you know? Don't be, again, disruptive with rewards. Don't give yourself a pint on the weekend. I mean, a pint's all right, but when it comes, you know, into kind of a massive sweet chocolate bar or something like that, like a massive pack of sweets uh, for the reward, then, then, then you might be going down a little bit of a spiral. But reward yourself. Thank yourself. You know, become your best friend in this state here. You're, you're worthy of every little win you're creating, okay? Even the smallest tasks are difficult. Just think of your, your brain, imagine. Imagine when you're breaking your leg. It's blood, you, you can't go out and play football with that leg. You've got to be really careful. You've got casts, you're taking increments with your physiologi- physiologist. Um, you've got lots of help and it's like lots of tests and tweaks just to get your strength back. It's exactly the same with your brain. Give yourself some patience, let yourself off and make sure you're doing incremental things to gradually build yourself up, okay? It's like a, a little onward upscale cycle and it will eventually get there um just use me as a living example i hope (laughs) i don't know i've lost my plot a little bit but here it goes number two guys um is realistic optimism i love optimism but you can fall into this fluffy cloud of unrealism which people you can get very skeptical of and lots of people are skeptical of but optimism is a really powerful thing like I say, the struggle ends when gratitude begins. It's far more than fluffy, but more of a law of attraction of the fate that's about to happen. Um, you're unwinding the programming of cortisol crafting chemical cocktail of fear in your head. Okay, so here we're using gratitude, one of the most powerful emotions and easily, you know, created emotion because all we need to do is journal we just have to thank things aloud on the piece of paper and be thankful for the smallest things it could be even right now i'm thankful for a microphone in my hand to deliver this message i could be thankful for my bottle of water that even some people out there can't even get a hold of so you are way more rich and wealthy than you think you are even if you're in a bad mindset just remember that Remind yourself that you may have arms, legs to do all the activities you do want to do, even if it's just daily tasks and house chores. Just know you're in a better situation than many, okay? But have disciplined expectations. Um, It's not about what the world gives you. Happiness is about what we think the world gives us. That's what Mo Gaudat says. Um, So live with a half full glass rather than a half empty. It's um, unrealistic to use out of the scale mantras i know the faking mantras to say you're feeling amazing when you feel like crap so that's not realistic at all um it hurts um if you say you know it's just so unrealistic so be be realistic with yourself um find peaceful contentment um i liking the world like it is right now so here's a mantra for you i like the world as it is right now you don't even need to be thankful for anything right now, but you just need to say that one phrase. That will already feel like you don't need to be anxious to get to the next stage. Anxiety is thinking forward. It's always thinking about the next step, the next action. Quiet in your brain. You're doing just fine listening to this podcast with me right now. Having fun. Here, mo- modern brain's replacement of happiness. This is what. This is the the negative spiral we can go down. Um, we, we kind of suspend our thoughts through fun. Um, I want to destigmatize that idea. Um, some people use, it depends kind of what fun you're having. Um, I think fun is a great way to convey and be a vehicle for entertainment and helping other people feel amazing. But it's, uh, if lots of people are firing into negative, you know, coping mechanisms just to quieten and numb the pain that they're facing, they're not actually facing the music. I think lots of people are just running away, taking drugs, doing all these, even even the DHT and the mushrooms and things to really figure themselves out. I think, again, I'm going to talk about psychedelics in a future episode, but it's a way of escapism of about 
how we can create the reality of the plane we're in. We need to optimize this reality we're in. We can't be on mushrooms for the rest of our lives. We can't smoke dope for the rest of our lives. We can't be on an alcoholic high for the rest of our lives. So the number one mission is creating the best possible optimum state in real world. So, so we can do that. Um, just try not to steer into bad coping mechanisms. That's my number number two um, leading there. So, so be, be realistic op- with your optimism, set small key goals, discipline your expectations and don't fall flat to finding, you know, finding things that will take your mind astray from the goal that you need to accomplish right now. Which leads us on to number three, focus your efforts. It's a complex, evil world out there. It's yin and yang. You might think, even as an empath, maybe listen to this now, I like to attract empaths. I'm a big fan of those. So focus your efforts. Um, have selective actions, selective company, selective environments, selective, you know, selective things in your life that are going to really help you during these times. Um, you have to be very resilient and very cutthroat. I know as much as you are kind of a go with the flow type, a little bit like myself, um, you have to take cuts. I mean, you have to cut people off that are not serving you. You have to get yourself out of environments that are not serving you, toxic relationships not serving you, actions and habits that you need to unwind because they're not really serving you. So try and unwind negative coping mechanisms. Um, It's an accumulation of a continuous practice. Um, Try and find transformable coping strategies. You know, fitness, nutrition, meditation, Um, Again, I've got a course called The 30-Day Find Your Fit, which is coming out soon, and it will help those that have fallen out with all of these things and really rewind that relationship for you. Um, But have compassion, you know, we can do, we know what's, what's scary is that we're rebels. We know what's right for us. We know fitness will help us. We know eating right will help us. We know that meditation will help us. But why do we not do it? Because we're rebels. We like to figure things out for ourselves. We don't like to be told by gurus. Me, for example, I'm telling you, we don't like to be told what to do. It's an egotistical standpoint. But sometimes we have to quieten the ego and think, right, now needs to change. Like I say, the red car, you need to recognize something's going on. Then choose, act, and reinforce what you're about to do, okay? So make sure you're doing that. Again, here's one that can actually lead you astray of fitness, nutrition, meditation, and all those kind of practices is compassion. Really believe that somebody else is going through the exact same thing as you. Again, meditative practices really help me get a bit more spiritual and a little bit more interconnected with the human race. This is something that's so important. Compassion is my number one. Get out of your own head. You can volunteer, you know, go out and say thank you for someone, start a conversation, be interested to be interesting. Again, I'll talk about that in another episode, but have compassion. Know that someone, even in the other world or somewhere in the space of this world, is feeling what you're feeling right now or something on the same scale. We're all different. We have different brain chemicals going up in our our brain up there in the limbic centers and the prefrontal cortex, but just know that there is a compassion that there is mental health is we're all going through it. Emotions, they all exist. I mean, there's 600 words to describe every emotion in the book, but just know that there's a complex world. Try and make it simple for yourself. Have compassion towards other things. Take incremental action for other things. Focus your efforts. Have realistic optimism and take courageous action. I hope this little podcast has kind of shed the pain body of depression and know that I've been there myself and I feel so passionate speaking about this. So thank you for your time. I've probably waffled on a bit. It's probably my first podcast is why, but I'm going to walk into a fair few more come in the future. This is going to be the overcoming 
call it mini series. Okay, so depression was today. I'm going to de- dive even deeper in depression when we get there. But this is about getting out of depression, out of fearful mindsets, out of victim mindsets, even as far as suicide, and getting into the the kickstarting your free spirited flow. This is a kickstart to when you feel rubbish. These are your mindset shifts you need to do. Okay, and and again, don't be fed the fitness is going to work, nutrition is going to work, and meditation will work. They do work. But again, fix your, your perspective around what you're experiencing first. Fix that. Then have some compassion. You might be an empath. You might be just someone who cares for the human race, which is a good thing. And I, I don't really want anyone else listening to this podcast who's not. So have compassion to begin with. Then introduce new habits. Habits take a, oh yeah, this, I hate the idea that the, the science says it takes 64 days to maintain a habit. That's rubbish. Someone can actually make a habit within seven days if they really like doing it. So forget all that science, um, but just make sure you know incremental steps are everything. Taking action for yourself is everything. You are worthy. If you're listening to this in a low state, then please know you have the healthy hunky arm around you right now. So no, no, there's a way out. There's a light at the end of the, end of the tunnel. It's taken me a process of at least two years to get over depression and anxiety and, and feel a flow. And then three years now being in the flow and, and, and then doing what I really enjoy. Um, so if you really enjoy this podcast, guys, please reshare, repost onto Instagram. The stories are fine and I'm going to repost you. Keep it hunky as always. Um, please give me some feedbacks is the first one. And I would love to have you on this mini series because I'm going to tackle going from introverted gamer to social confidence. I'm going to tackle about how gaming helped my life, how social anxiety is one of those things that I, I kind of used as one of my biggest self-doubts, my parent relations, um, self-spirals that I caught early and how to catch them. I'm going from beta to alpha male in my alpha male world um, and going from people-pleasing to purposeful. So these things are very much um, great I know they're going to tick a box with you and there's going to be great value here. So I'm going to show you what re- what poor mental health really looks like and keep on board because these are solo episodes you don't want to miss out and look forward to the guests I will have on this show. So thank you for listening to the Health Hunk Life audio experience and please share this as you are worthy. Keep it hunky as always, have fun with life and dare to be different. Take care, Hunk. I've got my arm around you.